Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. We have a guest in the studio. He is the member of parliament for Mogotio constituency. His name is Ruben Kiborek. Good morning, Mishmua. Good morning, sir. Welcome to Kenya's biggest conversation. Pleasure is all mine. That's the hot seat of the situation. Room. <laughs> <laughs> I can yourself. feel the heat. <laughs> <laughs> you can feel it? I can feel the heat. Eh? That's it. You know Mogotio? Yes, sir. Um, as I was growing up, it was very famous in the Moi era. Yes. For that auction. And the whispers. And the whispers. It is still very famous. Uh-huh. It is still a republic in its own. Not a republic in its own. Mogotia Republic. It is a republic inside a republic. What do you mean? It is a, it is a, is a destination. It's, it's, it's just a great place. It's just a nice people. It's you feel, it's a communal. It's a Mogotia is a Mogotia. I cannot explain. No, you sell Mogotia, but you are telling us to come and visit Mogotia. Sell it nicely. We still have our goats. Uh-huh. They have multiple. So first of all, the goat auction. There's yes. the Mogotia goat oh, auction. It's, it's also Mogotia. It's okay. neighboring. It's uh, called the goat auction. We have good people. We have good, and we have like Mogotias inside Mogotia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a gateway to the magical Baringo, mm-hmm. the land of diversity. Mm-hmm. The gateway. There's only one gateway, and that is Mogotia. Mm-hmm. When you get to Mogotio town, you have entered Baringo. You've entered Mogotio Baringo. is a border town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mogotio has, I think, has the highest number of professors per square inch. inch. You know, <laughs> per square inch. <laughs> and doctors. <laughs> it's a home of scholars. It's a home of business people. Mm-hmm. It's a home of very hardworking. You know, you know Toyo is from Mogotio, right? Born and bred. Mm-hmm. Uh, Koske, mm-hmm. you know, I can mention a few you know in the in the in, in your industry. Kiprono Gitoni is from Mogotio. Mm-hmm. We have Professor Twitter, Professor Ambili. It's great. It's home of greats. It's home of the greats. It's home of the greats. Mogotio constituents. When you talk about you know Baringo, people recently have been hearing Baringo, you hear insecurity and the insecurity in Baringo. Is Mogotio affected by this? You know, Baringo is 11,000 kilometers square, the size of entire Nyanza province, mm-hmm. from Kisi to Nyamira to Omabe to Migori to Siaya. Kisumu to Siaya. Mm-hmm. That is Baringo, 11,000 kilometers square. So Baringo, we have arid area, we have Islands, we have semi arids. It's when you are in Timbaru and you are, on your way to Eldoret, you are in Baringo, Eldamaravin. Mm-hmm. When you are in Majimasuri and those side of Mumbares, you are in Baringo. But people, when they hear about Baringo, they paint a picture. Yeah. There's a cattle rustling. This mm-hmm. uh, cattle rustling affects the constituencies. But when one part of us is bleeding, the entire house is bleeding mm-hmm. because, as I told you, we are brought brought up communally. You know, five former president and other leaders who came before us. Mm-hmm. Baringo South, Baringo North, and Tiati have the brute of have seen the brute of banditry and cattle rustling. Mm-hmm. But for Mogotio, Baringo Central, and Eldama Ravine, they have not. But they feel the pain our brothers are going through on that end. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a it's a communal challenge that we hope we'll get solution in this government. But Baringo is a, it's a land of great diversity. Mm. It's, it's a home of flamingos, home of Lake Baringo, is home of the best sweet, the best of potatoes from Eldam Ravine. Is Baringo is the land of 
you know that magnificent road, road towards Iten I think yeah. you've seen it mm. it's a brilliant place to it's, be it's a lovely it's a I should take place. you for a trip one of these weekends it's a lovely place to be I've been in some to them, some parts there how's it now with the security operation the security operation is not yet what we imagine it will be mm. we hope they are still setting foot we hope, we hope they are still learning the territory they are familiarizing themselves because this is a situation where as much as we put pressure on the government it has been a over 40 years problem mm. that it will not take two or three months or six months to get away with it mm. it needs some time and that's because we are we, they have to come up with a solution with a formula to 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 weed out the banditry uh, the banditry menace is it's very deep and uh, you know it's far from one reason to another it's not uh, you can't blame just bandits you can't mm. blame just government it has to be in between one it is it's a very six counties as Baringo, West Pokot, Turkana, Samburu, Laikipia, and maybe Siolo also. Elgeo Marakwet. Elgeo Marakwet. Mm. Ours is a unique, the same challenge you are facing. Mm. Now the problem is, there's a lot of guns in the hands of civilians. A lot. Mm. And you know, a gun itself is in discipline. When you have a gun, you feel in discipline. You feel you can overrun everyone. Mm. Especially being illegal one. Mm. Uh, without training. You know, training when police are taken to training, they just don't train them to shoot. They train them even to to modest their behavior and mm. to to carry themselves as police. This one don't have training. They just get a gun. You are trained to shoot. Mm. No, to, there's no any discipline into it or mm. any any doctrine or any whatever into it. So, the first thing is when we have been asked the government is first to protect our boundary. We have a very porous boundary with Uganda with Ethiopia, with Sudan, that today we are pushing for disarmament. If you disarm Turkana, they will be raided to, tomorrow by Toposa from Sudan. Mm. They become vulnerable. You know, the first thing of this gun is for, for protection. Mm. Yeah. It's for defense. Everyone who wants it is for defense. When they get in surplus, they use it for aggression. Mm. When you take from Pokot, Turkana will raid them tomorrow. Mm. So the first thing is to protect the porous boundaries. Then pick the guns because there are too many. Do mm. disarm. And in this case, I don't think there's a peaceful disarmament. It has to be as it is. Mm. Because you are dealing with indisciplined people who feel they are in, invincible. They they feel they are greater and bigger than the government. Mm. So disarm the whole area without fear or favor of any, or favoring either regions. When you disarm them, now monster and house is development. This area, my brother, has been left out. You know, this, this is a serious challenge with our... Since we adopted the railway line mm. development until devolution came, which governors, again, did not use the devolution for the purpose it was intended to. They used it to milk the, those counties and make money. Mm. You know, those security places, they say we have done a road. They know no one can go and audit. Even you cannot go and audit it, my brother. Mm. Uh, my sister here cannot go and audit. Yeah. So they put on paper that we have constructed road a road from done. A to Z. But when you go to ground, there's nothing. So the second thing after weeding out these guns and doing the summer ministry to do development, open up the area. One, what mm. is the problem? Water. Mm. Do them balls, do them pandams. Two, the problem, some areas don't have police station. And you know, you get, like Tiati, for example, in Baringo, it is 4,500 kilometers square. Yeah. It is the size of Wasingishu and Transoya combined. Or like, I can tell you the size of maybe Nyeri, mm. Muranga, and, and, and Kiambu combined. Yeah. yeah one constituency so and maybe it has one police station and Kenya. Mm -hmm. now how is that a serious 
deliberate measures to put more police station because if government is not felt, people will become indisciplined. Yep. The nature of a human being is to be indisciplined. It is the government and the law which brings <laughs> us to <laughs> which it contains us and the and, and the Bible and the and the Bible or Quran. Mm. When you become religious, it contains you from the excesses of a human being. Mm. So, do police station, do roads, do water, do electricity. When we do that, the area will open up. There will be more opportunities. There's mm. me. People will be lazy. You know, education has a way of making people lazy. You mm. cannot track for 50 kilometers. You feel, why should I not use a border border? Why <laughs> take people to school. So it's a challenge that the president needs to come, call these leaders, all of us, read a riot act. To build a school, you don't need a national government. Yeah. You have CDF. Yeah. Go boot school there. To, to build a police station, we have CDF. Go to a, a police station. The president should now actualize the equalization fund and other funds mm. to bring up some major projects on that side. By so doing, the development will change. You know, it's like when Mzungu came to Kenya. He used development, Bible, and some brutality kidogo. We became a bit decent. Mm. So it needs, uh, we have to, to, to send our churches to go there, not Shakahola ones. Mm. Uh, AIC, Catholic, PCA, those normal churches, to go and preach to the people, mm. talk to the people, confer the souls, you know, minimize the excesses of human beings, mm. do roads, water, that kind of development now will open up the side for it. That's a long-term solution. Do you think, do you think that de- development is then, I mean, I'm just hearing you say, yes. development then could be a solution to the conflict that we've been seeing for the last 40 years. Yes, it is. But first, you have to bring law and order. Mm. You cannot take development without law and order. The first short term is to bring law and order. Take guns, because even if it remains in the hands of the people and they are not raiding cows, they will raid shops. Mm. Because a thief is a thief, you know, uh, a thug is a thug. And not all the people are, are, are bandits there, but these bandits who have made it, you know, it's like Al Shabaab. They have even chief cannot mention because they know they'll come for me. Mm. They have run their own. So development is a solution. There's no the permanent solution is development because the, why are people decent in Kiambu? It is development. Why are people in Akuru decent? It is development. Why are people so vulnerable in Turkana? It is development because when there is no development, people all these are affected. All these are affected and you know and you can take even our journey as a country there were more indisciplined cases in the 1940s 1950s 1960s the more we become decent the more our excesses are reduced to you know as excesses in terms of thuggery stealing killing maiming it reduced because people become decent go to school how soon should people start seeing this development because now the security operation has been ongoing for what now two going to three months i saw the security operation doing some roads which Mm -hmm. i said this this is the way to go i saw them opening up some roads the 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 security the military i saw them so it should happen simultaneously Simultaneously. as they are doing this we should start seeing roads being constructed yes uh, dispensaries, yes, yes. hospitals, now, yeah, schools, that's what police stations. The president should not take this burden alone. Mm. And, should carry it? Uh, all the leadership from governor, MPs, because everyone has a kit mm-hmm. which, can, uh, which can point to this direction. Dispensary, the president should not do. He should talk to governor, governors of this region, deliberately do dispensaries here. Uh, schools, he should not build schools, the CDF. He should talk to the MPs of this area that we are not seeing the schools of the money we have been receiving. You know, uh, in terms of roads, it should come in to assist. But the county government should also do something. So, mm-hmm. president should call leaders from this region that this is the direction I want to take. This is the re- direction we should take as leadership. It's our responsibility, all of us, from MCA to mm-hmm. myself. Let's do something, guys. But that wasn't that the understanding from the very beginning, even during campaigns, that uh, forming this group, it was clear 
some of the things that we are speaking about now that he should do now is some of the things that he was very clear about that we would do. He is an I ambil- mean, and it was also assumed that everybody then who joined in in this knew the direction that it was going to take. It just seems a bit odd that we will say now the president then must remind governors or must remind MCAs or remind MPs what you promised Kenyans that you were going to do before they voted you in. President and the governors and the MPs and the MCAs are not from the same party. Mm. They are reading from the same script and they are different manifesto. Mm. The governor of Turkana, the governor of Turkana is an ODM and but we have a responsibility, a human responsibility to get widow rid of this cattle selling and bandit as leadership Respecting everyone will go to his party after this. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, he should call them for a unity of purpose. That look, guys, you come from party X, I come from Isiolo, is Jubilee, and you know, Samburu is UDA. Call all of them and tell them, forget about your parties for this. Let's, myself, I've chose to go this direction. And he has because I've seen, I've seen roads been opened up, I've seen security, presence of security. It's, it's, it will take time, but he should not walk this journey alone. It should force these leaders in the affected areas to walk the journey together with them. With the budget, he knows, because he cannot tell them we don't have money. He knows there's money or not. He should tell them, you know, pandams. These people should not quarrel over water. If it's a pasture, they probably let it be rain, not water. Do bowls. I'll also push, I'll, let's do a matching fund. If you do six bowls, I will mobilize resources for another six bowls. If you do five roads, I'll mobilize resources for another five roads. If we, are, if we join that in that direction and push development in that direction, the area will open up. So why is that not happening? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Because just two weeks or three weeks ago, the president was, the, was with the leaders from this area at a Thanksgiving service. Remember in West Pokot? You see, this problem is... And they have met before. They have been meeting. So why is this talk of what we are doing, all of us together, you as governors from the six <laughs> counties, you as members of parliament from the six counties, we as the administration and all the county commissioners and the others below them from the six counties, this is a plan. Now, when we were elected, we were, we were invited for a meeting from that those six counties mm-hmm. at the deputy president's office. Yeah. We had a talk which... You know, this is a historical beef between these communities. Like some are like Palestine and Jewish, to be honest with you, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> they take community X is our God-given enemies. Mm. And when the president is in Turkana, the leaders from community Z doesn't come. When there is a leadership, like in West Pokot, mm. those from Turkana they don't come. When he's in Turkana, those from West Pokot doesn't go. So the issue is, president has maybe chose to do it by himself because mm. one is opening up the schools which were closed. Is doing the roads, but I am that's why I'm saying the new speaking as a local, mm. as someone who has in the brute of this thing, he should work this journey with you. Forget even about some of us who are not directly affected, those leaders who are directly affected by this thing, he should work with them and tell them, you know, this thing, let's do development in this area deliberate issue and it's something that we are reaching out to make sure that all these leaders and presidents sit down and mm. decide because everyone might be doing in a small bits but not you want to be a united front Collective. that we are doing this we are attacking yeah. this as a as a leadership yeah. we have our difference but less of the, the issue of of infrastructure schools water electricity power and so forth roads like for example do boarding school along the border uh, both the students from both communities they cannot fight they cannot they cannot, they cannot run, attack uh, they cannot attack the school because their children are also here mm-hmm. there another thing another trend that is you know speaking as an insider the most aggressive bandits are those born by intermarriages why I don't know 
they are the most, the children fall out of in the marriages between the communities are the most aggressive, the most fierce of these bandits. So I don't know. Why? It's like a super bandit having been created. I, I think so. I think there's some blood of super. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so there is some level, you know, there's a, a breed. Mm. The intermarriages produce the super bandits out of it. So I don't know how we'll do with it to because I thought intermarriages will have remo- reduced it. But thing. it is opposite. The opposite is happening. So <laughs> they are more they are more lethal, they are more aggressive. Uh. You know. So the and best, they attack either side. No. You know, we are paternal. So they choose. We are nihilists, we are paternal. They choose the father. We don't, side. They don't, we don't even choose. We don't even think it's, of choosing it's automatic. the side of the pater, of the, of the paternal side because mm. we are nihilists. As nihilists, we are paternals. Mm. So we go to the side of the father. Uh, we never associate with the side of the mother in terms of ownership mm. and the community pride. We belong to the father. So they never go to the other side. We are in this side of the of the father. So it's it's the only thing is to, to do development and do disarmament. Bring law and order and do development. It will, it will get, it will, it will, it will disappear. There's been proposals that uh, the military be deployed there permanently. Mm, I have made that. Have uh, permanent bases. I personally made the, the remarks sometimes back in a function which went viral mm. that we should, you know, we should not even even deploy, relocate the security training camps into to those places like we have here in CBD, mm. AP Training College. In Nairobi and Bakasi, what does it, what do, what purpose does it serve? With rationale, with Nairobi, which is being congested now and then, why can't we move this thing to Samburu? So that even during the pass out, we'll be going to, you, you have never been to Samburu, I'm sure. If you have been to Samburu, maybe once in your lifetime. I've been to Mogote. But Mogote is Nakuru. Mm. Mogote is, Mogote is, a, <laughs> but you have not been to Tiati. Uh, if today we take the Ashtu mm. and the Structive Training College to Tiati, during, base it there. Base it there. Mm. During the recruitment, pass out parade of the recruitment, maybe you have your cousin, your niece, or you will go there. You will know mm. what Tiati look like. Mm. But, you know, children from Tiati and other side of the world have come to Nairobi to do University of Nairobi, University of Eldoret, University of Kirinyaga. But now we have not gone to their side mm. because we, it seemed to them coming this way is coming to Kenya. There's no traffic going to that side. The mm. traffic is all pointing towards the railway line. So we must deliberately relocate. Even even even, even the RTS in Eldoret, mm. the training camp, what does it serve in Eldoret? Take that thing to Turkana or take it to West Pokot, yeah. where there's big land they can do the... You know, they go and train for six months in Eldoret and then they are taken again to Isiolo mm. to do the infantry or what they call the training, the shooting and whatever. They mm. do it in Isiolo or they come to Loruk in Baringo. They don't do there, so we should take a we should take a because the land is so big, relocate, completely relocate it to those sides of the world mm. where you know you take someone to train in Eldoret, and maybe 18 degrees area, then you take him to, to Somalia to fight 50 degrees environment. Yeah, his biggest enemy is the environment. It is not the enemy he's going to face. <laughs> train them in an environment that look like a war zone that you can send them to Pakistan tomorrow. And the and and the, the mission we are sending our military about from DRC is predictable. You send them to Sudan, mm. send them to Somalia, send them to you know Libya. Train them in an environment that look like Libya. When you send them to that mission, they understand the environment. Mm. You are sending these people to 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 protect our porous boundary. The moment they get to Kibish or Liboy or maybe Elwak, they start asking for connection to come back. 
I want to go back home. No, you know, you yourself, you have your cousin, I want to go back. Because the environment is unbearable for them. Because they train in Kiganjo. And maybe they're not they, used to it. They're not used to it. Train them in an environment that look like... And we have that... The, the good thing with Kenya is we have, we have, we have multi... We have different kind of environment. Mm. Our ecosystem allows us... If you want an extremely cold place, go to Limuru or Chimbarua. If you want 45 degrees, go to Mandera. If you want 30 degrees, you can go to Baringo. So go and train them in Turkana them in Loruk or maybe in Samburu where it's 38, it's been 35, 32, they can survive anywhere. So, but training them in an environment, and because we found them colonial doing that, we say this is the right thing to do. Because the reason is we found colonial doing it. Doing it. Mm. And you found them training their house to in Gilgit. The reason was they used to live in Akuru in Ivasha, those white white islands around the Rift Valley and Central, and they had a lot of cattle, so they needed the training to train their to guard their, their cattle. cattle. But there's no cattle nowadays in Ivasha. Mm. Take them to Nginyang, take them to Turkana, where they can really exercise the. They can train and train the way they will be working. <laughs> they can get the reality. Even when someone is going to training, he knows I'm going to train in Turkana. Yeah. I'll work in Turkana. Mm. It's okay. His mind is prepared for that. Mm. But you think someone train in Eldoret, then send that person to Bandera the next week. Mm. Struggle to fit in they the environment. Not, they'll not fit. This is the Situation Room. The only way to start your day. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast. Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time.